0: Hi, I'm Keegan. And I'm Madigan. And you're listening to Your Your Angry Angry Neighborhood Neighborhood Feminist.
1: Feminist. This is a podcast where we explore the world through our own personal feminist perspectives. I said that one weird. You, it it, sounded, like, your cadence was weird.
0: But you got all the words out.
1: When I went to do the F sound in feminist, it was feminist.
0: Do you feel like maybe it's because we're too in our heads now about it.
1: <laughs> I thought it would be the opposite, that it would just be so normal that I wouldn't have to think about it anymore. Well,
0: I think I think it's phases, right? Like, in the yeah. beginning, we were like, oh, we really have to think about it. And then it became second nature, and now I feel like... We're getting lazy about it, and we're thinking about it. And because it's been pointed out to us that it sounds the same every time, like, yeah. I'm in my head when I say it now, and it's, like, weird. Yeah. Um, well, right off the top, we want to give a trigger warning before we Major. even start this episode, which I mean, if you clicked on it, um, you you should know what this is. However, it's still important that we let you know that we are going to be talking about Jeffrey Epstein today. And when you talk about Jeffrey Epstein, you are also talking about, um, child sex abuse, um, other forms of sexual abuse and exploitation, manipulation, Suicide. suicide, Um, or not suicide. Or not. Doo, doo, doo. Um, um, that's how we should start our show every, every week. Every week. Just us harmonizing in some way. <laughs> so we just want to say that right off top. This was a listener-suggested yes. episode. This was a listener suggestion from a person named Nicole. So thank you, Nicole. Yes, thank you, Nicole. She wrote to us saying that, you know... She was seeing a lot of the Epstein stuff in the news after his death and was a little bit confused about all of it, right? Because it can be a little bit confusing. because And
1: it's, big, and it's a long story. It's It's been a long time coming. It's long. Yeah. It's
0: convoluted. A lot of it doesn't make sense. We don't know a lot of it. And then I think what she emphasized uh, for her, as far as, like, what was the most confusing for her, is that you have people from both sides, on both the left and the right, going after each other, kind of. I mean, it's it's more yeah. coming from the right, to be honest. Yeah. Like, really, like, pointing fingers at the Clintons. But then you have everyone pointing out the obvious, which we'll yeah. talk about, that Trump and Epstein were friends and hung yeah. out and all of that stuff. So you have all of that as well. And then it becomes really convoluted about, like, who did what, what we know. And yeah. to be honest, in my... Prep for this episode, my research for this episode, we don't know a whole lot. Yeah. Which is why it would be very helpful if he was still alive. Yes, um, but he is not. So. He is not. Um that I got, we do
1: know for sure. Or we, is we he do. still
0: alive. Ba, 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 <sighs> I mean, it could be. Could be. So but- I've got a
1: little background on this fella. He was born on June 20th, 1953. He was actually a very talented piano player as a child. He started playing piano at the age of five and he loved music. Um he attended a few colleges in the 70s but he never graduated from college. Okay, so
0: hold on before we get there. Okay. Because I do think we don't want to focus too much on him and his, no. and his childhood and stuff like that. But However, I think context is good. Context is important, and so it should be said that he was born to a middle class family yeah. in Brooklyn, and you know this came from a Vanity Fair profile that was done in two thousand three. Which looking back, you're like yeah, yeah. because the title of it is "The Talented Mr. Epstein," <gasps> and I think and it's it was like because... two years
1: before his first big criminal case.
0: Yes, too. yeah, yeah, three years I think before, but yeah, it was. In, it's, it, it makes you cringe now because he was looked at kind of as this, ooh, what a mysterious guy. Exactly. And, and part of that is because he did come from a middle-class family. His father worked for the Parks Department. Yeah. And he later went on to become this massive billionaire. Exactly. So his path is very, very strange. Mm-hmm. Um. So, he dabbled in college education, but like you said, he never obtained a degree. From 69 to 71, he attended the Cooper Union School of Engineering, uh, but he did not obtain any specific or participate in any specific degree program. Yeah. He did go on to teach math and physics. He sure did. At a Manhattan private school. Do you want to tell us about that a little bit? Yeah. Well, I mean, I
1: don't have a whole lot of... Uh, anything about his teaching, but I do know that's where he met the executive officer of Bear Stearns, who then hired him.
0: And And, an important thing to point out about the time when he was teaching at the Dalton School, which is uh that private school in Manhattan, is that the headmaster was Donald oh, yes. Barr and yes. Donald Barr is our current attorney general William Barr's father. Yes. William Barr is overseeing the investigation into Epstein. That's what I was going to say. And, He's mentioned later. And he is refusing to recuse himself even though there is this connection. familial connection yeah. between uh, between Epstein and William Barr Barr's family. father. Yeah. And also it should be pointed out that again this man had no degree. Yeah, That's really I, How shouldn't... is he even, like, teaching? This is a prestigious school yeah. in Manhattan. There's, so there's no something... reason why he should be teaching at this school. Right. So do so, you think he
1: maybe got, like, some special treatment from...
0: From Donald Barr is what yeah. it would feel like, which is all the more reason why William Barr should not be leading this, uh, right. this investigation. Right. Even if he wasn't
1: personally involved, I think that it is a little fishy.
0: I, I think it's a conflict of interest for yeah, sure. Yeah, I agree.
1: I agree. Well, okay, so... He he worked with uh Bear, Bear Stearns until 1981, and which, then he was, which was on
0: Wall Street, right? It was like an investment yes, bank.
1: Yeah, it's like a he started at like a really low level like intern job and like quickly worked his way up and worked with like a lot of really wealthy clients, and that's where he kind of got a lot of the clients that he would work with later on in life. And um, but he was actually asked to leave for policy violations, which still remain unclear. Which is
0: kind of like, hmm. There's so much about this man that I'm just like. There are certain people in life that you're like, how are you able to get through life with so much of this shit being under wraps? Because I'm like I think that he knew. I think that he used
1: well, I know later in life he used his basically his sex ring. Well, he blackmailed to them, get them later. Places. Yeah, for and sure. And also they say to gain acceptance, and I think that this guy, you know, they talk about how he would lure these women, and I think he was a very charismatic man i agree and he, and he, yeah and he would be just bullshit about mm-hmm. pro- and promise you things and things like that so i think when you're talking about a man like that even when you come from nothing if you can lie enough and make yourself look good enough you can kind of like make something of yourself talk
0: yourself up enough
1: right well because after this he started his own financial consulting firm and he also claimed he claimed to be an intelligence agent which is like Anyone who ever claims
0: that to me is always like... What the fuck like, does that mean? Like, I need like, you to clarify like that CIA? to me. I don't know. Yeah, I don't know what that means. Yeah. You know, um, I just feel he's like claiming, it's... He's claiming
1: that he knows shit, basically. Yeah, you're just and throwing think,
0: words together. I think it's like a threat of like, hey, look,
1: I, I'm part of this community. I know stuff. And that did help him out. Later on in his first civil case.
0: So his company, which he launched in 1982, was called Uh J. Epstein & Co., and it only serviced individuals and families with $1 billion or more to manage. Yeah. Um, In New York, they said he could take control of the billion dollars, charge a flat fee, and assume power of attorney, and do whatever he thought was necessary to advance his client's financial cause. There's only one client. So... uh, Because he was like, I specialize in confidentiality. Yeah. I, you know, won't reveal the identities of my clients. Right. Um, This is what he said. Yeah. There are... It's very hard to find out who was a client of his. Yeah, there's a
1: few names here and there, but The
0: the only actual confirmed client that we know of is Les Wexner, who is the founder of underwear maker L Brands, which includes Victoria's Secret and Bath & Body Works, and it's the only, like, officially confirmed uh, client that they were able to find.
1: I had heard that he was... That he worked for, or worked with, uh, I'm going to say this name wrong, I apologize, Adnan Kasugi. Who is a Saudi Arabian businessman who was the middleman in transferring American weapons from Israel to Iran? I have
0: heard that as well, but there's no like it's not confirmed. It's, there's no conf- confirmation. I, I find like. it
1: like very fascinating idea, though. Oh yeah, like, I mean that makes total sense. That's to what me. makes this
0: so insane is that he is tied to so many important, like... Yeah people, like, business people, like, around the world, like, these huge, huge names. Yeah, which then
1: brings him a lot of protection.
0: Yes. So, in 1990, so, um, eight years after he starts his own company, he purchases his secluded compound in Palm Beach, Florida.
1: I thought it was 1998.
0: Oh, no, no sorry, this is Florida. In Florida. So, in 1990, he purchases his place in Florida, um, which... He, in, in, where he is alleged to have sexually abused many of his um, victims. Yeah. And it's, it's kind of, like, hidden. But after he purchased this compound in Florida, that's kind of when he starts getting involved with Mar-a-Lago yep. and Trump. Which is, yep, Right,
1: exactly. so in 1992,
0: and this is fucking gross, in 1992, <laughs> he attended a party with Donald Trump mm-hmm. and 28 women. Yep. That's it. Yep. Those were the only people on the guest list yep. was Trump and twenty-eight young women who were flown in to provide the entertainment mm-hmm. in the form of a private pageant. And there was a very famous Ew. um a private pageant. Wait,
1: just can you imagine? Just like, those
0: two disgusting I was men? gonna say,
1: can you imagine like a like a pageant like runway? And you're like Ugh. walking down and it's literally just Donald J. Trump. Oh, my God. And Jeffrey Epstein at I the end. feel physically just ill. Just ogling after you. And you're just, like, in a swimsuit, like, I don't want to be here. But at the same time, you know, they promise these women, like, money and... Right.
0: They are taking advantage of the fact gifts that most people, they're offering more money than most people can fathom. Although, we'll get into this later when we talk
1: more about victim stories. His amounts of money that he would give some of these girls, I was like, really? No comma?
0: Really? Yeah. Oh. Really? <laughs> yes. That's that's probably true. Yeah. <laughs> um, but it was so suspicious. And by the way, I feel like people in kind of those like gossip girl circles, upper class Manhattan, sex in the city circles, um, knew, really did kind of know like what he was up to yeah. because there was a very famous party planner who was asked to put together this yeah. party. And he was like... He came out later, and I'm like, I don't know how this makes you look good. I mean, I guess it kind of does, because he... Did he, like, warn the women? He didn't warn the women. He talked to Donald Trump and was like, this seems odd. I really can't have my name attached to anything that's, like, um, weird with Jeffrey. Because, so, like, like I'll i think, still
1: do it, but don't use my name. Well, because...
0: And I think he did do it, because Donald Trump was like, well, I wouldn't put my name on anything that I thought was underhanded. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't worry yeah. about it. But... Uh, that just goes to show you that people had suspicions. They knew that this was weird. It's kind of like when we talk about Weinstein. It's like, people knew this wasn't normal. Yeah. Like, they knew, and they knew it this was, guy
1: had something up.
0: Yeah, that something... Really fucking weird was going on, yeah. and yet still, for whatever reason, because the power structures in pa- place were as they were, or like whatever, allowed it to occur. Yeah. So, um, so yeah, but that one grosses me out like oh so fucking hard. Oh yeah.
1: I mean this this whole episode is one gross incident after
0: another. In 1996, uh, he relocated his company to the Virgin Islands, which was very suspicious. So Epstein also renamed his company from J. Epstein & Co. to Financial Trust Co. and relocated it to the Virgin Islands. So he took his name off of it. Right. And said that he did so for tax purposes. What would that
1: tax purpose be? I
0: don't know. And you know what? It probably isn't a lie. It probably is partially for tax purposes so that he could hide or conceal whatever was happening with this money
1: his name isn't on the front of the company. Right. That
0: makes sense. Um, In the late 90s, he moved into a Manhattan mansion. So how he acquired this mansion, which was at 9 East 71st Street, Mm -hmm. um, it's considered Manhattan's largest mansion, and people don't know how he managed to get his hands on it. Well, I mean, his clients. Again, yes. He had to have been embezzling, Right. or blackmailing. Yes. Yeah, or sex or trafficking. <laughs> or all of it. You know yeah. what I mean? Because he it was said later, like some of the girls who came forward later, they alleged that he would make them tell him, yeah. Things. Oh, there were people that kept um like journals for a- him about too, what records. the about what the clients did, so that I think that he could use them for blackmail purposes. Totally. So I think he made a lot of money that way. Um, but the New York Times reported that Epstein declared it to be his property in a 1996 interview, and according to Bloomberg, which cited one anonymous source familiar with the matter, Wexner, who is that Les Wexner, um, who owns Victoria's Secret, yeah. he sold the home in 1998 to a company affiliated with Epstein. Public records show the title transfer was made in two, uh, was not made until 2011 for no money. So he was given this property. This for no title money? transfer happened without him paying for it. Why? Why would you get a mansion in Manhattan without yeah, having the to pay largest for it?
1: mansion in Manhattan?
0: Well, because look who from your look client he got it. from look, your client. Look, but that guy. Right comes up again and again mm-hmm. throughout the years. Right, I mean, and like your client wouldn't just fucking be giving you this. No, like why would it happen? Like no, you have to have something on him. There has, to, or it's an exchange of for something. Totally, um, to- th- for I th- sure, I think it could
1: be both in this yeah. case. I really do.
0: And several of Epstein's accusers say that the mansion is where he sexually assaulted them. So I mean, any he of was his sexually
1: assaulting any of his everywhere. properties, every every every
0: one of his properties, which he, is why his
1: civil cases are. All the fuck over the place. Yes.
0: Yeah. So right now he's got his mansion in Manhattan. He's got his home in Florida, and then this is what you were saying earlier. In yep. 1998, he purchases Little Saint James Island in the U.S. Virgin Islands. Mm-hmm. Um, the Associated Press described how people who lived in the area surrounding Epstein's private uh, oasis started calling it pedophile island or orgy island when molestations against him were first made public
1: yeah this is a 72 acre private island on the virgin islands um and then he actually went on two years later he purchased great saint james in 2016 and he intended on building this compound on great saint james but they were like no that's it was denied that didn't happen um A former employee said that he had two offices, which no one was allowed to enter except the maid, where he kept security boxes. A former IT contractor who worked for Epstein from 1999 to 2005 says there were photos of topless women everywhere. And the most mysterious and interesting part to me that, like, makes me put my tinfoil hat on is this blue and white striped temple.
0: Oh, yes. The creepy temple. This is
1: really interesting. A lot of people believe this is where... A lot of abuse happened as well. So it had this, like, wooden door, but it had a reinforcing lock on the outside, which would keep people locked in, not locked out.
0: Creepy. It's super creepy. creepy.
1: And they're saying that the way it's built, that there may also, there's enough space below it to have even, like, an elevator and an underground space. And the contractor says it's a gym. Okay. There are no windows. There is a reinforcing lock on the outside. And it looks like a temple. Really?
0: Really. Is that what he told you whenever you were building it? As a contractor,
1: that it was going to be a gym? My imagination is that maybe it's a gym on top. This is, again, this is total speculation. Gym on top, fucking elevator, all the way down, Breaking Bad style, all the other shit happening underneath. I don't know. I think that's very much...
0: And I believe that this is where the sex trafficking allegations come in, because this was his main place of residence at this time. Right. Well, and this is the other thing. So he would
1: fly these underage girls to the island of St. Thomas. Which
0: is what would constitute sex trafficking. He's bringing them in from another country.
1: Yes. To St. Thomas. And then they would come to his island on a ferry called Lady Ghislaine. And we'll talk about this guy a uh, lot.
0: Girl. Girl. Yes. Really. Uh, Ghislaine, I don't know how you pronounce her name. Maxwell. She's a socialite. Yes. And she was used to. Um, she was used to bring girls in because they trusted her because uh, she's for some a reason woman. I
1: thought I was writing down a male, a men's name. No, Ghislaine Gis- Maxwell so- is a, a
0: girl, a woman. Rather.
1: Really? Yes. Wow.
0: Yes. My she's mind a, is blown She's A right New now. York socialite, and she was used. I knew it was a to, New York socialite, but I I thought it was a man. Yeah, she was used to groom these girls. Yeah. And she's still around. Like, yeah. people have been, since um, Jeffrey Epstein died, Oh, yeah. They, people have been kind of hounding her because a lot of the most recent allegations actually call her out by name. Oh, in fact, yeah, a lot of the cases do. Yeah, and we'll talk about some of the cases, but the one involving Prince Andrew, she's in the fucking picture. Yeah. Like, with, with the person who's alleging she was yeah. abused. So. so,
1: one of his victims say that once they um, would get to the island, they would, like, take your passports. So you couldn't just leave. Seems legit. One tried to swim off the island to escape and was caught by Epstein and Dershowitz, which we'll talk about so later. So fucking disgusting. Yeah, and it's, it's crazy. There's more on it that will, I think, a lot of these people, you'll start to get to know these women's names, whether they're Jane Doe's or they decide to use their names. Um, So the more we talk about it, the more I'll discuss things I've heard about happenings on that island and things like that.
0: So around a year later in 1999... This is when okay, so Virginia Roberts, who's mm-hmm. who I was just talking about, she's the one who now you, Virginia Roberts Kiefer. You can see her in a picture with Prince Andrew, and Ghislaine is in the photo as well. Ghislaine, mm-hmm. don't know how you say your name. I'm gonna call her Ghislaine. Okay. <clears throat> She's in the photo as well. In 2015, she said in a sworn affidavit that Ghislaine Maxwell initially approached her while she was working at mar lago and offered uh, to provide her with massage training. Yep. She was brought to Epstein's Palm Beach mansion where she said Epstein abused her beginning in 1999 mm. when she was 15 years old. And this... um So this happened just a year later. So he was bouncing kind of back and forth between the Virgin Islands and Florida at this time. She said the abuse continued for several years, during which she says she was passed around to other famous men. So there is somewhere, there's a list of fucking famous men, and I want all of them fucking outed. Yes. That would
1: be... Can you... uh Hearing that news, saying that it was, like, unsealed and it's, like, to the public or whatever, reading that, I can just imagine being like, (gasps) Yeah, burn them all down. I don't care who it is. The whole
0: list, I'd be like, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god, oh my god. There is no one too sacred for me to feel like these people shouldn't fucking burn. Like, all of them. Um, In 2002, uh, Jennifer... Eros? I don't know how you say her name. It's, how do you say um,
1: it? It's almost like it's arouse.
0: Arouse, Okay. I, but
1: in, it's a, I looked it up, it's like a Portuguese-Spanish uh, name, okay. so it's actually the R
0: is kind of more of
1: a D, so it's like Eros. Eros?
0: Oh, okay, so it's A-R-A-O-Z. Yeah. So, she came out in July of 2019, and she did an interview on the Today Show, where she said she was approached at the age of 14 by a young woman outside of her high school, who we can assume is also Ghislaine Maxwell, yeah. Um. in 2001, and she was brought to Epstein's townhouse yeah, in, Manhattan, in Manhattan. And there he abused her and paid her money over the following year, culminating in forcible rape. Mm-hmm. This is also the same year when Donald Trump called him terrific. Mhm. So he said Donald Trump said of Jeffrey Epstein in 2002, so around the same time this was happening. Yeah. Um and he was abusing these girls. He said I've known Jeff for 15 years, terrific guy. Yeah. He's a lot of fun to be with. It is even said that he likes beautiful women as much as I do and many of them are on the younger side. <sighs> In 2002 and 2003, former president Bill Clinton took four trips uh, four trips in Epstein's private jet to yep. Europe, Asia, and Africa according to a statement from Clinton. So he acknowledges that yeah. he did ride in this jet. But he he also says, well Epstein and Clinton say that that
1: he never went to the island. But, yes. But there are girls that say that he saw him there that they with saw him other there. women. Yeah. yeah.
0: And so, you know, Okay, but it's also, like, this is a, this man is a known sex offender. Yeah. What were you doing with him? Yeah. Just hanging out? This is just your buddy? No. Because it doesn't seem like you guys hung out that much outside of this, so, like, what were you doing? Yeah. You know what I mean? So it's like, okay, kudos to you if you never fucking went to the island, but, like, what does that mean to me? It means nothing,
1: because this was happening... Everywhere. Yeah, everywhere. Epstein was
0: around. There were young girls. There was
1: young girls. Yeah. Yeah, it was everywhere. He was obsessed with sex. He was obsessed with sex with young girls.
0: And in fact, I heard that they called his plane the Lolita Express. Yeah. So, I mean, okay. Just being in the
1: plane. Good for you that
0: you weren't on Pedophile Island, but you were in Lolita Express. So, like, what do you want me to say about that, Bill? You know what I mean? Yeah, Bill. What the fuck? Oy vey. In 2005... Yep. Um, a teenager... Said that she was 14 years old and she was taken by a peer yeah. to Epstein's Palm Beach mansion. So we're fucking all over the place. It's in every everywhere. Yeah, he is.
1: I actually have that her stepmother had called the police after this happened. And said oh, really? Her, yeah, that's what I read. That like she, oh, yes. she called the police off. and said that her 14 year old stepdaughter had been taken to Epstein's mansion by an older girl. She was allegedly paid $300 to strip and massage Epstein. That's what I'm saying. I'm
0: like. But, at really? four, at, but you know, that's probably part of the appeal of taking advantage of young teenagers is yeah. that $300 at 14 years old sounds like a lot of money. It does. Well,
1: and he, I think he knows that as well. And it yeah. said that she left the encounter wearing only her underwear, which is just like.
0: So sad.
1: Oh, it is a really, really heartbreaking and humiliating image in my head.
0: You know what I mean? Yeah, it, it's awful. It's truly, it's truly awful. It's truly sad. Um, but well, there was an ensuing police investigation. Yeah, it lasted
1: for, like, 13 months. There was a search of his home. The FBI got involved. Um, they That's when they were first alleging that Epstein had paid several girls to perform sexual acts with him. Five victims were interviewed, along with 17 witnesses, all under oath. And it was revealed through items in his home that many of the girls were underage. So this is kind of when a lot of this stuff is, like, officially being investigated and confirmed that this stuff is happening Um, The International Business Times reported that papers filed in 2006 lawsuit alleged that Epstein installed concealed cameras throughout his property to record sexual activity with underage girls by prominent people for criminal purposes. And that was when it was discovered that he would, like, lend these girls to powerful people to gain acceptance and blackmail.
0: Yes. And, you know, the way that the state was kind of handling these cases was very... It seemed like they were almost, like, kowtowing to him. They were not, they were kind of, like, puttering around, not really doing kind of, like, the bare minimum of what they needed to do. Right. So, uh, under pressure from Palm Beach Police, who weren't happy with the state's handling of the case, mm-hmm. they brought in the FBI. And yeah. the FBI launched its own investigation in July of 2006. Mm-hmm. So in 2007, so the investigation's been going on for some time, uh, as US, as the U.S. attorney's office prepared a 53-page indictment in June, the Miami Herald—sorry, uh, that's something that the Miami Herald reported—Epstein's attorneys began speaking about a potential plea deal for their client. In mm-hmm. October, uh, Jim Acosta—I think his name is Jim
1: Acosta? I think so.
0: Yes. Um, he was the U.S. attorney in Miami at the time— and one of Epstein's attorneys, they agreed to make a deal in which Epstein would plead guilty to two felony prostitution charges. Yeah, The victims were not notified yeah. that this can was I, happening. Can I talk
1: about this deal Absolutely. a little bit? So please, this please. is called a non-prosecution agreement or an NPA. And basically what that does is it requires an individual to agree to pay a fine and waive the statute of limitations and cooperate with the government. That's what it is. As a whole. So in July of 2006, the FBI began Operation Leap Year, is so what we were talking about. And like you said, this resulted in a 53 page indictment in June 2007, but was never presented to a grand jury. Nope, it wasn't Jim. Alexander Acosta. Sorry. The then Who US Jim Acosta? I feel like that's somebody. but <laughs> It might be. Uh, he was the U.S. Uh, Attorney General at the time in the South D- District of Florida. He agreed to a plea deal to grant immunity from all federal criminal charges to Epstein along with four of his co-conspirators. And the agreement effectively shut down the FBI investigation. So everything that was going great with the FBI investigation was then taken away. Acosta later said that he agreed to such a lenient deal because he was told that Epstein belonged to intelligence, which is what I mentioned <sighs> earlier,
0: and was told to leave it alone.
1: They were like, you don't want to mess Bullshit. with this. Bullshit. Yeah, I, I, again. No so, one fucking
0: believes you. No. Like, uh, Like, honestly, like... He's covering his own ass. For that. Uh, and he continues to do that. Like, that's the yeah. thing. It's like, he keeps trying to blame the local authorities. Like, up until now, yeah. he has continued to try and blame the local authorities with the local authorities firing back and saying, when has... State level, like local authorities, ever been over federal authorities? Like, they could have done more. They they definitely chose not to. They
1: definitely did. So, this was when, like you said, he had two felony prostitutes. prostitution charges, and he had to register as a sex offender and play restitution for three dozen victims identified by the FBI. So the federal judge thought that the prosecution had violated the victim's rights and that they had concealed the agreements from the victims, which is what you were saying. They did not say to the victims that this was that he was going to make this plea, that they had this agreement. And while he was, like, you know, he paid a lot of them, that's pretty much how he got out of a lot of these cases, As it was handled outside of court through, I would assume, payment of some sort. Mm-hmm. Um, he did, however, go to
0: prison. And so, yeah, so he appeared in court on June 30th, 2008. Um, again, none of his accusers were present. And he was required to register as a sex offender and mm-hmm. report to jail. However, um. He had a very, very cushy kind of agreement with them. They
1: sure did. While most sex offenders are sent to a state prison, Epstein was housed in a private wing of Palm Beach County Stockade, which doesn't kind of sound like a nice, like, cozy resort or something? Well, and the more
0: you hear about, like, GQ actually wrote a really good article about his time in jail. Yeah. And it was... Uh, extremely upsetting. Oh yeah,
1: well okay, well here it is. after three and a half months he would be allowed this work release We're up to 12 hours a day, six days a week, he was allowed to come and go from prison at these specific hours. Uh, this actually violated the sheriff's policies requiring maximum sentence of 10 months. And making sex offenders eligible for privilege. So this was after three months, and well, to have any sort of privileges, it's supposed to be after ten. And sex offenders are not supposed to be getting these certain privileges. Yeah. Okay.
0: All right. And I mean, it, it's and it's even worse than that. So his jail cell was left unlocked, yep. and he was given quote liberal access to an attorney room where a TV was installed per the or- orders of Captain Mark Chamberlain at the local sheriff's office, mm-hmm. according to records of Epstein's stay released by the Palm Beach Sheriff's Office. His reason. So this is Mark Chamberlain's Captain Mark Chamberlain's reason For why the TV. Or, or why it was so easy on oh, him okay, in okay. in all respects was that Epstein was too rich and too unaccustomed to being in jail to oh. be treated like a normal prisoner. He said, "His financial status lends itself to his being victimized while in custody and such mm. he has been placed in special management." He is poorly versed in jail routine. Which one of us is well versed None in of jail us. routine? None
1: of us. And but you can assume what he means by that.
0: And society and his adjustment to incarceration will most likely be atypical. Yeah. Fuck you. Yeah. Anyone who it's atypical for most people. It's yes. It's an atypical situation. Yeah.
1: Well, and this was interesting too. So he dissolved Epstein dissolved this nonprofit before he went to jail, and he paid the sheriff's office one hundred twenty eight thousand dollars to pay for the cost of his extra services provided to him during his quote unquote work release. Yeah. So they paid him off basically, and he would ha- he actually have like office workers that ha- that were like permit deputies in jail, and people who came in to visit would have to, like, check in with these permit deputies at this front desk. The logs were later destroyed because of the records retention rules, and he was also allowed to use his own driver to and from prison.
0: Right. I mean, and the longer he stayed, the cushier things got. This Mm -hmm. is according to the Miami Herald. Um... His 6 a day work release was extended to 7 days. Yeah. Um his hours outside of his cell were extended from 12 hours a day to 16 hours oh a day. God. He was barely in jail. Yeah. Um and he was permitted to pass uh, some of the time at home. Yeah. And at, at just pass and, some of the time at home. It's fine. Well, I mean, so he was at home. Basically, he was at home sixteen hours a day, seven days a week for yeah. much of his stay in prison. He, he was, was barely there. He was sleeping yeah. He there. was going that's there to it. sleep. Um, and records show that they eventually stopped even referring to him as an inmate, and started yeah. referring to him as a client. Yeah, that's how it was for him. Um, and this is something to turn your stomach if you're fucking ready for it. He's a sex offender. Mm-hmm. He's already being allowed outside of his jail cell for vast hours throughout the the week. Um, In addition to that, he bought two pairs of women's size 5 underwear, (gasps) which the Miami Herald describes as so small, they wouldn't fit an average-sized adult (sighs) woman while he was in jail. While he was in jail,
1: he bought teeny
0: tiny girls' underwear, essentially.
1: Yeah, for you're what thinking, purpose? If you're thinking a size five, and you're talking about kids' clothing, usually size is accordance to age, right? Because uh, that's
0: fucked Most up. women's underwear, women's underwear. Like when yeah. I buy underwear, it doesn't come in two, four. You know, it's a it's, it's an extra small, it comes small, in, medium, right. and large. So but if you're buying kids' clothes, like if you're
1: buying a shirt for a six year old, usually you would get a size six, right? Because
0: when it said women's size five, I'm like, okay, that sounds like a woman's underwear. It's not if be they're called saying, a women's size. Five. If they're saying yeah. it's Smaller than the average woman, and it's, it's being called a, a size five. It sounds like child's underwear to yeah, me. Yeah,
1: it's it's a five. It's a five-year-old's size. I mean, That's and disgusting. so
0: that should you should really be able to take into account. I mean, all of that should give you an idea of how seriously this was being taken. And uh, Alexander Acosta has come forward recently because he just stepped down as the labor secretary. He was Trump's labor secretary until like a couple of weeks ago. Of course he was. He just stepped down, and when he stepped down, he said. We did this for the victims. We got him arrested. I believed he belonged in jail. I believed he needed to be... But he was barely in jail. And I believed he needed to be a se- on the sex offenders registry so people knew who he was. And we well, did it for the victims. And yeah. I'm like, fuck you, dude. Yeah, like, he
1: was put on, like, a level three, which is the highest of, like, the sex offenders list or whatever. And they fought for him to be a level one, and he wasn't. But they didn't... He didn't abide by any of the, the rules you're supposed to have
0: with that level... And nobody ever enforced it. No one ever re- in- enforced it. So no. he was told to register as a sex offender in 2011, but it was later revealed that he never once checked in no, with the New York like
1: every 90 days or whatever. police
0: department in yeah. in the eight years since. Uh, he was told to do so every 90 days well, in order to verify his address, and he never checked in. And Which once. is a felony also for the
1: NYPD for not enforcing that as well. It's bad Yeah, news it's scares.
0: insane. So Epstein served
1: 13 months before being released for a year of probation and house arrest during this time he was allowed trips on his jet to his home in manhattan and the virgin islands and he was allowed to go
0: on shopping trips in palm beach for exercise you need to go shopping for exercise. Yeah, yeah. You, yeah listen, yeah. everyone else gets cut in prison using I don't know the fucking prison gym. You yeah. could have done that.
1: Yep. Ex- well, this is when he's on house arrest. Ugh. Okay, you probably have a gym in your fucking house. You're exactly. a billionaire. Oh no, I don't it's hear bullshit. It. It's bullshit. So obviously, this immunity agreement and this lenient treatment did not go over well with the public. Um, on June 18, 2010, Epstein's house manager, Alfredo Rodriguez, was sentenced to 18 months after being convicted on an obstruction charge for failing to turn over and trying to sell one of the journals he kept, which recorded Epstein's activities. The FBI found that the info in the journal would have been extremely helpful for the investigation and in prosecuting the case, and the journal included names and contact info of important witnesses and additional victims.
0: Release the journals. Right? I want to see them journals. Yes, I want to see the journals. Alfredo. I want to see them names, Alfredo. Yeah. You want to give an interview? Because we're interested. We are very interested. Um, wonder, He he wouldn't still be in jail, right? I, d- I mean, I don't know. Probably not. I bet you he could make a deal. Yeah, <laughs> for real
1: information. If you get everybody else to go down. Okay, so I'm going to start kind of going through the list of the different civil cases that were going on, and we're going to start in 2008 and go from there. So in February 2008, an anonymous uh, Virginia woman, which I'm assuming they're talking about Virginia, um, what's her, it's something Giefer, uh, Roberts, Virginia yes. Roberts Giefer, um, filed a $50 million lawsuit in federal court against Epstein. Epstein allegedly recruited this Jane Doe when she was 16 to give him a massage. And the, the massage thing is in every story. There was actually such a, a Weinstein move. Very. There was actually a quote that I'm gonna find right now from a woman in the Miami Herald. Uh Julie Brown, she did an expose in the Miami Herald where she identified eighty victims and located about sixty of them. She says to the police chief Michael Rader, this is fifty something she's and one he, and the she's all basically told the same story. So a lot of this is gonna be very repetitive because he used a lot of the same tactics. To yeah, get these I mean, run. I think
0: it's I I I hate to keep saying it and like comparing him to Weinstein, but I actually think that it's really telling of yeah. what a sexual predator's mind is like mm-hmm. because I do think that they get a routine down of like something that works for them, yeah, and they do it over and over well, because and over. If it, if
1: it ain't broke, why fix it? Yeah. Right? Um, She says that Epstein took her to his mansion, exposed himself, and and had sexual intercourse with her. He then paid her $200 immediately following. A similar $50 million lawsuit was filed a month later by another Jane Doe, represented by the same lawyer as the first Jane Doe. The lawsuits were dismissed, along with several others. They were all settled with Epstein outside of court. So this lawsuit happened in December 2014. It was a federal lawsuit, which was filed by Jane Doe 1 in Florida and Jane Doe 2 against the United States for violations of the Crime Victims Act by the U.S. Department of Justice's MPA with Epstein in 2008. So that's what we were talking about. The MPA is the non, um, what is it, the non-prosecution agreement. And like I said earlier, they were not too pleased with that. There was later a non-successful effort to add Virginia Roberts, who is known as Jane Doe 3 in this case, and Jane Doe 4 as plaintiffs to this case. Jane Doe 3 also accused Alan Dershowitz of sexually abusing her as a minor, provided by Epstein. The allegations against Dershowitz were stricken by the judge and eliminated from the case because the judge said that there was outside intent to reopen the plea agreement. And this was when a document in court surfaced alleging that Epstein ran a sexual abuse ring. It would lend underage girls to prominent American politicians, powerful business executives, foreign presidents, a well-known prime minister, and other world leaders. And
0: that is really what has kind of sparked a lot of these conspiracy theories surrounding his death. Because those are the powerful people he could have outed. In his upcoming trial.
1: Yes, exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So the lawsuit aimed at vacating the federal plea agreement on the grounds that it violated the victim's rights. So they were basically saying, like, you know, the the very cushy prison sentence you gave him is not enough. We don't feel represented as victims. We were not treated properly. We were all not
0: consulted
1: exactly. during any of that. Yeah. On April 7, 2015, Judge Kenneth Mara ruled the allegations made by the victims Virginia Roberts against Prince Andrew had no bearing on the lawsuit by the victims seeking to reopen Epstein's non-prosecution plea agreement with the federal government. The allegations were then struck from the records. He did, however, say that Roberts would later get the, evi- the chance to give evidence against Prince Andrew when her case comes to court. So in 2019, it, uh, this judge, Kenneth Mara, finally said that the federal prosecutors violated the law by failing to notify the victims before they were allowed to, for him to be pled guilty by those two Florida offenses. That's 2019. And this happened way back in, what, 2007? Right. When he was originally uh, put in prison. So now we've got a couple more. The next ones are all Virginia Roberts Kiefer. So her name when she was young was Virginia Roberts. She has since married In January 2015, a 31-year-old Virginia Roberts, now Giefer, alleged in a sworn affidavit, at the age 17, she had been held as a sex slave by Jeffrey Epstein from
0: 1999 to 2002. She's only fucking 31. Isn't that crazy?
1: If you see pictures of her, too, she looks really young. That's insane. I mean, it's only a couple years older than me. Like, that's crazy. Oh, yeah. She was required to recruit other underage girls. So he was also kind of trying to get her, like, on his good side to bring other underage girls in. She stated that Epstein and the British socialite Ghislaine Maxwell had trafficked her to several people, including Prince Andrew and Alan Dershowitz. And like you said, there is a picture of her with Prince Andrew and um, Ghislaine Maxwell. Ghislaine, Ghislaine. I don't know how you say her name. She alleges that these men physically and sexually abused her and that the FBI may have been involved in the cover-up. When Giefer's diary was published online, Epstein and Dershowitz both took legal action against her, and Epstein settled with her out of court. As of 2016, these accusations have never been tested in court. She also went on to um, have a suit against uh, Ghislaine Maxwell. She sued Maxwell for defamation in September 2015. After a lot of legal confrontation, the case settled under seal in May 2017. The media and Alan Dershowitz, for some reason, I don't know why Alan Dershowitz, who is one of the accused, wanted these documents to be unsealed. The the judge dismissed this request. But in 2019, the Second Circuit Court asked for the parties to provide reasons as to why the documents should remain under seal, without which the documents would be unsealed the following week, which they were. They weren't able to give a legitimate reason why they should remain sealed. I would assume that it was privacy reasons
0: at the time. So there was all this stuff kind of, like, bubbling under the surface from the time that Epstein was told to register as a sex offender in 2011 to present day, right? Mm -hmm. Like, there was all this stuff bubbling underneath the surface. But what really kicked off our most recent kind of, like... Jeffrey Epstein got the ball rolling on all of the most recent stuff to do with him was in 2018, the Miami Herald published an expose, and we've referenced that expose many times in um, Talking Today, both of us have, So, because it was the thing that kind of broke everything open. So the Miami Herald publishes an expose on Jeffrey Epstein's history of alleged sexual abuse in 2018, and... It's kind of the thing that made the public like stand up and pay attention to this thing that was kind of an open secret for a very long time. And a lot of sources that I read really credited not only this expose, but when this expose came out, because it was post-Me Too, it was post-Time's Up, yeah. and people were fucking not having it. Whereas, mm-hmm. like, it was something that maybe you could have gotten away with mm-hmm. in the early to mid-2000s. Yeah. By the late 2010s, 2010s, it was, like, not a thing that you nope. could do anymore. Yeah. So uh, they released an in-depth series in November of 2018, and it sparked renewed outrage uh, over essentially not just his crimes, but also his massive privilege— like, yeah. it, it put a spotlight and a magnifying glass on the fact that, like, not only has he done these things, he's but away with he's everything. gotten away with everything because he has so much fucking money, which also, from where? Like, yeah. why does he have There's so much such money? such
1: a big question mark around that Yes,
0: problem. he's not, like, a person who was born into money and privilege. Yeah. He has somehow managed to make it, and nobody knows how. Yeah. You know, and so it put it under, like, intense public scrutiny, and that is why, you know, several months later, so that was in November of 2018. By July of 2019, he was arrested and indicted for sex trafficking underage girls. Yep. So, in Geeper's testimony, she
1: claims that she was directed by Maxwell to give erotic massages to engage in sexual activities with Prince Andrew, uh, Jean-Luc Brunel, Glenn Dubin, Marvin Minsky, Governor Bill Richardson, another unnamed prince, an unnamed hotel chain from France, which I think she was saying maybe has something to do with um, covering everything up along with others that she couldn't name. She's quoted saying, My whole life revolved around pleasing these men and keeping Ghislaine and Jeffrey happy. Their whole life revolved around sex. So the one that we know very well that was come under fire during the election was this Jane Doe versus Epstein and Trump in California in 2016, a federal lawsuit was filed against Epstein and Donald Trump. The women, the woman states that two men's, that the two men sexually assaulted her at a series of parties located at Epstein's Manhattan mansion in
0: 1994, when she was only 13 years old. Right, I mean, and this was during... I do remember this coming out during the election. Like, America, fucking take a look at yourselves, because a man who was accused of sexual assault by a, thir- a person who was 13 at the yeah. time of her assault was elected president shortly thereafter. Yeah. And with all of the, like, with everything that's come out about Jeffrey Epstein since... I mean, I think that that should all offer a pretty solid credibility to what this woman was yeah. saying happened to her and the fact that Donald Trump was involved in it.
1: Exactly. Well, she was actually scheduled to appear in L.A. for a press conference six days before the election, but canceled because she had received threats.
0: Yeah, she received death threats from, from members of um, Donald Trump's... Exactly. Uh, and then the suit was dropped by
1: November 4th of 2016, and Trump has denied I don't denied blame her. All it's fucking scary. I don't blame her either. Um, Sarah Ransom is one of those that comes up a lot when you read these. She had a civil suit against Epstein and Maxwell. There's Bradley Edwards' defamation versus Epstein, which is a Florida lawsuit in December of 2018, which would have been the first opportunity to provide the victims to make their accusations public. But this case was unfortunately settled the first day of trial, with Epstein apologizing to Edwards. He apologized to the man. I don't I don't get it. I don't understand it. Um Maria Farmer versus Epstein and Maxwell. Farmer went public and filed a sworn affidavit in federal court in New York. She says that she was that she and her 15-year-old sister Anne had been sexually assaulted by Maxwell and Epstein in separate locations in 1996. They met, these two girls met Epstein and uh Maxwell at a art gallery in New York and then they had like hired her to do some art project for them, and that's like what lured them in and she actually did report the incident to the New York to uh, NYPD and FBI right away, and it really didn't go anywhere and then we talked about Jennifer arouse uh, so Epstein was in jail and awaiting trial when he served was served this petition from arouse and it was regarding a pending civil lawsuit filed by her. And Aras stated that Epstein raped her in his New York City apartment when she was 15. And, of course, there are so many more victims. These are just some of the civil cases that came out. One, I mean,
0: I think I saw something like three dozen. Oh,
1: it's crazy. Is I mean, where the numbers is at. Yeah, they're saying it's like close to 80, close to 100. It's insane. Uh, one woman said that he had arranged for her to marry another woman to give her permanent U.S. residence. It is said that he continued to have sexual relations with underage girls during his, quote, work release during his time in prison in, 20, in 2008. His victims have also named seven businesses and foundations who may have assisted Epstein. Um, This woman, Caitlin Doe, says that he blackmailed her when she was 17 to have sex with him by promising to pay for an expensive surgery she needed, then threatening to make sure she wouldn't get the surgery if she refused. And as of August 14th, 2019, adult survivors will have one year to sue for offenses in New York, no matter how long ago it took place. Well,
0: I really wonder... I mean, sue the city or sue what? Uh, because now Epstein's sure. dead. I mean, you know, it's it's well, it's this really would have been
1: after he died in what August tenth, August eleventh, something like that. This was after, so I think it's I think it might be. Um,
0: couldn't couldn't they still like sue his estate? I suppose I don't know who got his estate. I'd I'd be interested to see like, what it just says.
1: Sue. Well, he did. Um,
0: re-sign
1: his will. He made adjustments to his will two days before he died. To give
0: his things to uh, who? A lot
1: of it was like to his attorneys. His attorneys were witnesses to it. Okay. Yeah, so I don't, I don't really know, but it just... Good all for I you. Is Glad you got have... that
0: big payoff for being pieces of shit who would represent fucking exactly. Jeffrey Epstein.
1: Exactly. Um,
0: he was arrested on June... He was arrested on July sixth, twenty nineteen, on charges of child sex trafficking and conspiracy to commit sex trafficking. And um, prosecutors accused him in a grand jury indictment of paying dozens of girls as young as fourteen to engage in sex acts with him at his New York and Florida properties from two thousand two to two thousand five. Which, as we know, uh, it's probably far and it's probably far longer than three years, 2002 to 2005. It it definitely happened before 2002, and it almost certainly happened well after. Well, yeah, it Um, happened a lot
1: while he was in prison. Should we name what was found in their search that they did of his house? Please. Okay, so about a dozen FBI agents forced open the door of his Manhattan townhouse with search warrants, and they found evidence of sex trafficking and hundreds Perhaps thousands of photos of fully or partially nude girls, many of them underage, if not all of them. I would say all of them.
0: Yeah, I mean, it's hard to tell because my guess, and this is, again, gross, is that it was probably less to do with their actual age and more to do with the way that they appeared. They yeah. So it's it's difficult, probably, to tell how many of those girls are actually underage. You
1: have to, like, identify them.
0: Yeah, you'll have to identify yeah. them and identify when the photos were actually taken.
1: Definitely still very young.
0: Very young. Yeah. And um, so at that time, uh, Epstein did plead not guilty, and we have talked, you know... Basically, the rest of the story from here we have discussed in our previous episodes. We'll definitely touch oh, on I've it. Oh, i got more. Yeah, I mean, we'll, we'll <laughs> touch on it for sure. But um, at that time, he pleaded not guilty. As we know, Donald Trump came forward saying, uh, we had a falling out. I don't even really know what he was up to. Although, you know, there are tons of pictures and videos, which we'll, we'll, we'll post some of the pictures of them yeah. together. Um, you know, there were... There's tons of evidence that they were very close and they were friends. Exactly. Um, and, 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 yeah, you want to... Yeah, I've actually got more stuff in
1: here about what they found in his house. There was this locked safe where compact discs with handwritten labels included descriptions like, quote, young name plus name, miscellaneous nudes, and girl pics nude. In the safe were $70,000 in cash... Forty-eight diamonds and a fraudulent Australian passport, which expired in 1987, and included his photo,
0: but another name. What he could have used that for? Well,
1: let's just chat about it, right? So the passport has numerous entrance and exit stamps from France, Spain, the UK, and Saudi Arabia, all in the eighties. On um, the passport, it says his place of residence is Saudi Arabia. Hmm. His attorneys say that he had this passport because because of his Jewish faith, which would make him prone to kidnapping when traveling
0: abroad. What? I, I'm just reading what I read. Miss Keeks? I don't understand what that means. Yeah. I need someone to explain that to me. Right? Because you know what? There's a lot of Jewish people who still fucking travel. Uh, yeah. And they don't need fake passports. Yeah. Yeah.
1: Yeah. Yeah. Great I agree. Cool. Um, I want to talk a little bit about
0: um, some of the things surrounding his death. I'm right. So as it. we said, I think last week, he had attempted suicide um, yes. before in July. At the end of July, I think he had first attempted suicide. He was put on suicide watch. He was given a cellmate. All of that stuff. And then the day his cellmate was taken away, which was far too soon for him to have had his cellmate taken away, um, given typical procedures in most prisons, uh, that is the day that he committed suicide in quotes.
1: Question mark. So, on August 11th, there was an autopsy that was performed. The preliminary result found multiple breaks in his neck bones, including the hyo- hyoid bone, which that's really hyoid, hyoid yeah, bone. Yeah, it's weirdly hard to say. It's really hard to say, which is rarely associated with hangings, but is common in homicide by strangulation. Right. I,
0: I did, I cannot remember because I didn't write it down. It is, there is a certain percentage of hangings in which it happens. There
1: are, but it there, can happen. They're also saying that it, it's more common in older individuals, but the forensic pathologist Cyril Wetch said that hanging leaning forward would typically not result in broken cervical bones.
0: And and also like the hyoid bone, I believe, also breaks if you fall from a great height more often yeah. than not, which would not have been the case with right. um with Jeffrey Epstein. He did yeah. not fall from a great height clearly his victims were very uh, they had a lot of mixed
1: emotions when he died. Virginia Roberts Kiefer was grateful when Epstein died because it meant that he would no longer be able to hurt anyone else but was angry that he would never answer for his actions. Absolutely. She said we've worked so hard to get here and he stole that from us too. Jennifer Arouse said we have to live with the scars of his actions for the rest of our lives. While he will never face the consequences for the crimes he committed the pain and trauma he caused so many people. And one other thing that I just want to add to finish this off that I found very um, interesting. Okay, so this is really fascinating to me. So Jazane Maxwell's father, Robert Maxwell, died under mysterious circumstances in 1991 when he allegedly fell off his yacht. His naked body was found floating in the Atlantic days after he fell in, Um, which I find fascinating because this is the father of the woman who was so in cahoots with Epstein. Mm-hmm. So this is, like, totally, like, conspiracy stuff where people have kind of, like, tried to dig up information. Right. I'm wondering if there was something between the father and Epstein, and that's kind of how she got
0: involved. I don't know. It's very interesting. This I was mean, like 1991. That, I mean, likely. I think yeah. she's considerably younger than Epstein than Jeffrey Epstein. Oh, I think yes. she's in her 40s and I, he was in his 60s. I
1: think this is probably like the dads would be more the same age.
0: Right. Yeah. Yeah. I think so as well. And, and he so,
1: like fell off his yacht and his naked body was found like days later floating in the and Atlantic. And
0: if he has a relationship with the father, why is he hanging around with the daughter? Like, you know what I mean? Yeah. Like, I feel like there probably is some kind of like weird connection there. Yeah.
1: It was just something like that I read that stood out to me that I thought was really bizarre that the you know, conspiracy theorist, mm-hmm. and he loves to hear. Yeah. That's oh, yeah.
0: So, Nicole, who wrote us uh, asking us to do this episode, mm-hmm. I don't know if this makes things any clearer for you. I don't because, know. It helped me. Because I know that you were, Nicole, you were concerned about, like, how biased a lot of the reports were mm-hmm. and not knowing who to believe. And I think, really, what it comes down to is... It's not about who you believe. It's about, like, taking in the facts and and realizing this is not a partisan issue. Yeah. This is a, you know, I've oftentimes thought, of course, there are people on the right, we talk about it all the time, we don't agree on, like, a lot of, like, core issues. However, if people could just take a step back and realize that everyone who is not a one-percenter, everybody who is not a millionaire or a billionaire has more in common... With each other. Yeah. Like outside of where you're from or race or anything else, yes, white privilege exists in every facet of uh, every class. Um, that's true. And, you know, people of color are always going to have a different experience. Women are going to have a different experience from men. But we all have more in common with each other than we do with people who are wildly, insanely rich who do this wild shit. And so it's not an us versus them thing. It's no. not a left versus right well, thing. It's and a- we
1: have, and we have a common enemy. And that's the thing is I feel like a lot of this, like, bias that's coming out in the media right now is because people want to make it a partisan issue by placing blame on one of the parties and saying, oh, well, you had, you know... This
0: person did this Phil with Quentin, that There was Clinton and there was
1: Trump and there was this... And they're trying to say who whose
0: side was more involved. And right. That's kind of how I that, feel that's, it is. You know what? It's not about sides. It's about, you know what, all those Human people... Beings. And you know what all those people have in common? Lots of money. Lots of money. And no fucking responsibility for their actions like exactly. they, it's lots of money and lots of fucking entitlement yeah so And like, i think
1: i think looking at this in a non-biased non-partisan way where you can take in this is one of those in- instances where you can take in both sides of the story and kind of make your own conclusions because a lot of what they're saying is true a lot of the people that are involved um you know, are are to blame. It's not about saying Bill Clinton is innocent. It's not about saying Donald Trump is innocent. Take both sides, hear all the stories, listen to the victims, learn their names, learn their stories, focus on that part of it and then let all of that other bias and media craziness just roll off your back. Make your own decisions right. and do what the, you for it. The rest of it,
0: it doesn't matter yeah. and here's where we should all stand and you know, I almost made like a status about this but I decided not to but I was just like, I don't understand why there's this the Clintons killed Epstein, the mm-hmm. Trumps killed epstein like why are we making this a partisan issue yeah we should all just come together and say you know what fuck all these people yeah because you know what they were doing they were taking advantage of your daughters they were taking advantage of young people from middle to lower class backgrounds that's what they were doing and so you know what if we're gonna start fucking rallying against anybody, let's rally against all these old school motherfuckers yeah. who were able to get away with all of this shit for so long. And it could like, have been if if we're talking the
1: conspiracy of his death, it could have been any of these motherfuckers. I mean, and absolutely. It been, I mean, the FBI and the NYPD, everybody—they let him slide for so i mean long. To, to be to be
0: honest like yeah i mean our minds our minds go to it has to be one of these powerful people who he could have implicated and yes i think that that makes perfect sense i do also think that it does make sense that like the handling and the there's actually documented evidence of the way that the people involved handled these cases well yes like, and the prison system too. yeah the, the prison system the law enforcement everyone handled these cases so poor poorly that there are a million people with a million motives who could have yeah. wanted him fucking dead. And you know what? I don't think it was suicide just because I'm looking at this and I'm thinking, like, I, I feel like there it was more than that. But even if he did commit suicide, that makes sense, too. Yeah. There's enough fucking shame in this story. You know, and as we were talking about it, like, I don't think we mentioned, uh, or I did mention very briefly that um, Acosta, the lab- labor secretary, did step down yeah. under, like, intense scrutiny from... Yeah. From this case, from the way he handled this, yeah. whenever he was the attorney general of of Florida. Yeah. You know, he handled this case so badly that he actually stepped down from his labor secretary position. Yeah. This has impacted and touched the lives of so many fucking people. All it, over the country. It, that it could be anyone. Yeah. It, I mean, it honestly could be anyone. And yeah. I don't feel the need to... I, you know how much I hate fucking Trump, and I don't feel the need to point at Trump and say it was he you or it. your yeah. people. Because it could have been fucking anyone. Yeah. I think you benefited from it. I think I think everybody everybody that was involved benefited. Oh yeah, from they this fucking wiping greatly. their brows. Whew, sigh I'm, of relief. Uh, all
1: I can hope is that a lot of these sealed documents become unsealed. I'm hoping that victims can continue to speak up, name names. I'm hoping that this investigation now more than ever what's is his name? really buckling down.
0: Fernando Alfredo, what's his name? Alfredo, right? Alfredo, sir. Come on. Come on. Where's your journal at? Where's your journal? I want to see it.
1: I want to hear. I want to know more about. Scan them um, pages. I want to know more about Virginia roberts um diary. Yeah. I want to know more about that. I want to know more from the victims about what they saw and really have a very, very thorough investigation because, yes, while his death is keeping, is keeping it, it more difficult. Yeah. But I don't believe that it's keeping us from getting the uh, enough information to at least have I, some I answers. don't think it's
0: keeping I don't think it's keeping the information from existing. What Uh I think will be the issue is the information getting released. Because I'm like, yeah, this is a man who took pictures, kept video cameras. He had all this shit. So I have no doubt that it exists. What I want is for you motherfuckers to release it to the public. I'm hoping
1: that the FBI gets their hands on it because I feel like... But you got to
0: trust the FBI enough to fucking actually tell the truth.
1: Yeah. I mean, the FBI in this story is the only party that has in some way, tried to bring down the like the state courts and things yeah. like that,
0: like the local courts. So if, I'm hoping you, that it
1: comes through a little bit. If
0: you take anything out of this, I guess, for me, like what I feel is, like, if you take anything out of this, take out of it that, like, wealth fucking corrupts. Yeah. It, it corrupts people in the most absolute of ways. Well, and I feel like it's when, when there's wealth, there's power.
1: And I feel like power once corrupts. you have power, yeah. there's this hungry... There's this appetite to have more and more and more, and once you get away with something for so long, there's more and more and more people that feel like you can do
0: whatever you want. It's a dynasty. I guess that's what I say. uh, What what I meant to say is like wealth begets power. Yeah, and power corrupts absolutely. Like it, it it does. Like and it starts. I think the combination of wealth and power starts making people look at. People, other yeah. people as commodities and objects. And I think that that is what these girls were, not only to Jeffrey Epstein, but also to all of the rich and powerful people involved in this story. They yeah. were commodities. They were objects. To our president, I think women are objects. They are possessions. And that's really where it comes down for me and, like, where it makes my, like, angry feminist heart so... Yeah, yeah so upset. It's the reason for all of this. Yeah, I mean, and so I think for that reason, thank you, Nicole, this was actually a very good topic for us to discuss because, you know, at the end of the day, it, it feels almost weird having an entire episode dedicated <laughs> to, you know, Epstein because, like, fuck him, but also, it's important because at the end of the day, it is the patriarchy in the worst, yeah. worst way. In the well, worst way. and I way. think it's
1: important to highlight these people who have these, like, pedophile sex rings because it isn't just one guy. It isn't just Epstein. No. It's so many more, and it's happening and it's not all just, over the and world. And it's not just
0: girls. There are boys in who are who yeah. have been entangled in sex rings. And this is happening rings.
1: in all countries, all places. It is secretive. There is a sex trafficking problem in the United States. There are sex trafficking problems everywhere. And nobody is safe from it. Nobody is safe right. from it. And that's the thing that, like when we have stories like this that are in the spotlight of the media, I think it's important that they're talked about as much as possible so that there can be some sort of awareness and some sort of education that comes out of it for how we can protect ourselves, the warning signs to look out for, ways that we can be um, better prosecuting these people when they're caught. You know, we need these
0: horrible things to learn sometimes. It is hard, though, because I think, I feel like these people are being targeted, these girls are being targeted because of their age and, like, because Mm -hmm. of who they are, because I I don't think I was a stupid kid I don't think I was a stupid kid but like I look back on who I was at 14 and how easily I could have been manipulated you know what I mean and I'm like You're naive. And I was completely naive yeah. and I don't even know how much of like this is what you look out for these are the warning signs could have prevented that like yeah. at 14 because but I think it's important for absolutely parents, absolutely. aunts, absolutely. uncles, teachers I think it's important for the parties
1: that are responsible for the children. And any young aware. girls
0: who are listening, like, I, you know, I say that, but I also do want to emphasize, because I know we have young female listeners, um, and young listeners in general, as I said, there are also tons of proven sex trafficking rings that involve uh, young boys and, and yeah. young men. Um, Do be careful, and yeah. be very fucking and safe. And we know you're
1: not stupid, by the way.
0: <laughs> no, it's not that you're stupid. It's not that you're stupid, but like... I wasn't stupid at 14, and I could have... Fallen into this, like yeah. I know I could have. I
1: had a I had a dreamer's brain. I was imaginative. I was, and I saw the
0: best in people. Yeah, you well, know what and I mean. I, and
1: I always wanted to be seen as being desirable, and that's something we talked about a lot on the show. And
0: I would have believed a woman who came up to me and was just like, "Hey, do you want to learn how to do massage?" I'd be like, "Yeah, yeah." And if I liked her and I thought she was cool and I wanted her to like me, like I totally could have, like seen myself getting into a position like that. Yeah, like, most for definitely, sure. most for definitely.
1: Sure. Oh, well, that was a fucking doozy. I hope Woo. you guys enjoyed it. I actually really enjoyed talking about me this. Too. The note-taking process was grueling for yes. me. Um, it was a lot, and it was very intense, and it took over a lot of my brain this entire week. So I'm glad that that is done, um, especially working with a child. It was horrifying. Um if you have any thoughts on this episode, if you have any more episode suggestions like Nicole did, Sister Solidarity Stories, just any sort of message you want to send to us, go ahead and email us at neighborhoodfeminist at gmail.com. We also have an Instagram at Angry Neighborhood Feminists. That's where it's at. You can direct message us, follow us, comment, whatever. Uh, We have a Twitter. We are at YAMF Podcast. Y-A-N-F Podcast. We have a Facebook group and business page. Go ahead and rate and review us on our business page. We appreciate it a lot and we appreciate it even more when you leave us a review on Apple Podcasts like I did for the first time. (laughs) You keep calling yourself out. Well, because this is coming out in the same week. I'm going to call myself out on it twice because everybody makes mistakes, Keegan. So if you haven't done it yet, do it like I did. you Yeah, know? be never, like Madigan. It's never, it's never too, too late. late. It's never too late, right, to support my own goddamn show. Um, also, if you'd like to listen to us on Radio Public, we really appreciate it. It's a free way for you to listen. It helps us out even just a little bit, and we love it. That is all that we have for today. With all that being said, we encourage you to Ta-rae rage on. Bye.